The end of a life is a sad occasion, but listen as our friend Randy with Stokes, Proc, and Munt and the Cremation Society tells us about how the end-of-life services they facilitate serve a role they do not take lightly. But as we celebrate a person's life and even tell funny stories about them, that's a very healing thing. I mean, if you can take a family that's crying, sobbing, and and get them laughing about the person that died. That's very healing. That's a very important thing, you know. I mean, we take our work very, very seriously. Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc, and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media. Hello, everyone. Talking the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. We're back after a one-week sabbatical. We're all due that one-week sabbatical in summer, and I hope all of you have taken an opportunity this summer to either get out of town or simply do nothing. we could all say it was still not that long ago <laughs> that that we were kind of forced into doing nothing but uh, get away, do something uh, this summer, and I hope everyone gets a chance uh, to do so. As we're going to talk about here in a moment, don't be surprised if there's a little bit of backpedaling, whether it is strongly encouraged or in some communities even forced upon you with laws and and ordinances and what have you. Don't be surprised if there's some backpedaling coming up in the fall with the emergent uh, of the Delta variant and what have you. Things are not necessarily that bad in this area with that, but keep an eye out. But that's in the future. Enjoy right now. And hopefully everyone's gotten a chance to go out and do something. I know a lot of people had last week off. A lot of people have this week off and what have you. We got a lot to get to. Uh, The district attorney, Gary King, plans to resign. We know that. Uh, An update on the UW-Eau Claire racism probe. Findings were announced for that yesterday. Major announcement up in Chippewa Falls. But we begin with this. Eau Claire City Council Week. It's a council week. And they've got a few things they're discussing and voting on. The high bridge being one of them. And boy, that thing is becoming kind of expensive, isn't it? Uh, $3 million to tear it down and redo it. Uh, $2 million to fix the high bridge. And uh, uh, I think it's quite pricey there. We'll see what the city council all acts to do. But the city council... On Monday, remember they are uh, kind of a a this this hybrid model they've got going on this virtual model where most counselors are there in person, but they have the option of dialing in to the meeting, and the public dials in to the meeting if they want to give public comment, and that all stems back to the days of. Uh, the height of the pandemic and social distancing and when everything was all virtual. Well, the city council is considering a larger meeting space so that they could go back to having in-person 
council meeting where all the counselors are there and anybody that wants to attend the meeting can attend in person. Dave Solberg, interim city manager, suggesting on Monday night the county boardroom. They would they would kind of go off an idea of three foot social distancing, kind of an arbitrary number. All right, three feet, but it's it's kind of eyewash there. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, they want to have some social distancing, go off some model. And it would allow for about 30 members of the public. You could do it at the county boardroom, three foot social distancing, and 30 members of the public could attend, plus every counselor. We've been saying for months, not as much as restrictions and various things have been lifted, but remember, even in the wintertime, we kept pounding our fists in the table saying, why are we not having these meetings? in a larger space so the public could attend. And I kept throwing out the Pablo Center. Why not the Pablo Center? Why? Uh, for the amount of people that would actually attend these meetings, you could have fit everybody into the Pablo Center with rows upon rows of distancing. This is, some, this is a discussion that should have been happening months ago, in my opinion. Dave Solberg, by the way, did reach out to the Pablo Center recently, but starting in September, the Pablo Center is not an option. And I understand that. Things are reopening. But months ago, we could have been using the Pablo Center. We could have been using the Pablo Center right now. But still, I like the idea of at least they're finally thinking about moving to a larger meeting space. They want to keep and some of you will say, well, why don't they just open it up now, all right? The pandemic is over. And I'll argue with you that in many ways it is. The pandemic as we've known it is over. The virus isn't going away. We need to deal with it. The pandemic is kind of a buzzword, if you will, sort of like naming a hurricane in some cases. It's, it's, you can say it's, we're in a pandemic, we're an epidemic, we're all that. How does it affect our lives? is the most important thing. It's just linguistics when you're talking about things. That's the word I'm looking for, right? Linguistics. But all that being said, people still want a semblance of social distancing in a number of things. I don't know about you, I still find myself giving a little bit of distance when I'm in line somewhere. And I know it's, it's pointless to do that when I'm going to other venues, and I have no problem being shoulder to shoulder with people. It, it's it's kind of an odd thing there. You give your distance when you're in line at Quick Trip, but then you're shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people that you don't know their vaccination status at some place else, indoors and outdoors. But people still want their space. At least they don't want to be overly crowded. And with the variant out there, we've all seen the numbers of areas that have seen spikes. Get ready for the potential that there being some backpedaling in the fall. I think you're going to see schools that are going to, you know, a lot of schools are going to, re are going to strongly encourage masks. Some rural schools will go the complete opposite way, and we know how that's all going to play out, and 
and, and what have you. And people are doing things or not doing things simply because another group of people want to do things or don't want to do things. And, and you know, we've been down that road before. We're not going to keep having this conversation. But be ready for there to be some backpedaling in the fall as far as wanting to do social distancing and all of that. And if things are not officially put down as ordinances, which I don't think that you're going to necessarily see that, you are going, the, the government and officials are going to want to lead by example. Hence the reason you want to, if you're the city and you're looking ahead to having meetings in person, instead of just opening up the doors and letting everybody go in right now into the smaller room at City Hall, as we've had in the past, Let's get a larger meeting space. August 10th is when the current virtual agreement ends. Remember, the city council keeps extending that. August 10th is when the current agreement that they all have ends. So they've got to be voting here probably next city council session as to whether they want to extend it or not. Uh, nearly all other communities, including Chippewa Falls and Altoona, they've been back in person for a while. The county board still remote until the end of August. Late last week, the old-fashioned Friday news dump, District Attorney Gary King plans to resign. That news came out. His lawyer sent sending a letter to local media late last week saying August 14th is when he plans to resign. August 14th doesn't admit wrongdoing, takes issue with the way his staff have perceived things, but feels it's the best. No reason given as to why August 14th, probably a logistics issue that you want to think he discussed with other officials, including the governor's office, and you want to think the reason August 14th is simply to allow for a transition could be things in the contract, all of that. All right, August 14th, Gary King is out of there. Either way, uh, there was no way King could have remained as the district attorney. There was no way. Even if you're the staunchest defender of Gary King, you know him personally, he's a good guy, this and that, there's no way he could have remained in a leadership role. You have to understand that even if you are his staunchest defender, there was no way he could lead. The captain had lost the respect of the crew. That's And that's just if he is somehow innocent of a lot of this. Which is not likely, but is still possible. Now his defenders will point their fingers at the crew. And say, all these people, they had it out for them, and they've over-exaggerated things, and, and, and this and that. And that is where the allegations against King come in, and whether they're true or not. And maybe he gets exonerated. Maybe he does. You can explain things away, maybe. But he just couldn't lead anymore. He couldn't lead. It's gotten to the point, if he's done all these things, he's bad, he shouldn't leave. If he hasn't done all these things, why does the staff want him out so badly? And sometimes 
You have to cut the head off the snake as opposed to just chopping it up. It's unfortunate if you're a staunch defender of Gary King, which I'm not necessarily, but you have to understand he, he couldn't lead anymore. And uh, you wonder if this was a resign before you were told to get the heck out by the governor's office. We shall see. Kind of buried. We didn't know this was coming uh, on Monday, but we got a follow up to a story from a couple years ago. We know all about what's been going on at UW Eau Claire in terms of incidents on campus that have spotlighted racial issues. The, the football team incident, uh, the incident with the young lady uh, from the Ojibwa tribe, and claiming there was. Uh, a picture on her door that was insensitive. I've said, you know, it, we've 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 gone over that. But there was a follow-up. Remember, with the football story, the university said there's going to be a third-party investigation, and they they kept people up to date as to we've hired a firm. Firm is searching. The search, the investigation began just before the pandemic, so it got delayed a little bit by the pandemic. But the third party findings, it was a group, I think, out of Kansas City, and a legitimate group approved by the NCAA, all of that. They released their findings on Monday, big press conference. And without going through the whole thing, and the local media has done a good job of covering it, so you can go through and check out some of the numbers that they found. They did some research. They took some polls. They did a lot of interviews. So they've got a lot of numbers in this. They found things are not broke, at least within the athletic department at UWEC. Found things are not broke. They found some things that are common across the board. Students that have heard statements, students that have heard comments. There's a handful of students who, uh, within the athletic department who admit they wouldn't recommend the university because eh, they don't really think it's a, it's a good environment. And the people with the third party are quick to say, that's not the soundbite. Yeah, you're going to probably use that as a soundbite, but the numbers here are, are fairly in line with most universities and colleges that the vast majority, vast, vast, vast majority are comfortable and having a good time at UWEC and things are, are okay. Like everywhere else, they can be better, but there is no major systematic problem within the UW Eau Claire athletic department when it comes to racism. Now, this doesn't fit the narrative of those who want the quote-unquote pound of flesh. So don't be surprised by those who are upset by this. There's going to be people that are upset that the findings did not have sort of a nuclear option to them. And boy, everything's terrible at the university. And, and this is going to take down not only lots of people in the athletic department, but it's going to take down administrators and the, the whole thing's going to turn over. No. No, they, they did not find systematic problems within the athletic department. And as somebody that's associated with that department, I, I feel validated. 
I feel very much validated. Again, this doesn't mean that things cannot be better like all of society. That things that we can't all take a step back and go, well, what can I do to be a little better? Something else I've said before, that part of the problem that people have when you see all of the, the, the issues come up is that somebody looks and they go, well, I don't feel it in my heart and I don't, I'm not doing anything. And you sit and you, people get defensive. And I, I, trust me, I'm the same way. But we all have to take a step back and go, all right, I didn't mean, what can I do to be a little bit better? And at some point, it does become an issue of, boy, what else do you want me to do? I, uh, I, I, you know, what do you want me to do? Stay. But always take a step back and go, well, what can I do just to be a little bit better? Is there a joke I say that I can maybe take out of the repertoire? Is there a feeling I have that I can take out of what I do? All these little things. What can I do just to be a little bit better? Again, no major systematic issue within the athletic department at UWEC. Third party, a year and a half study. Take, take of it what you will. People that already have made up their minds, it's not going to change their mind. But what else do you want? The third party didn't find what you, via rumor or maybe more so what you wanted to come out. There was nothing there. Well, there's definitely something going on in Chippewa Falls. Mason Company is planning a huge building in Chippewa Falls. So that's good to see. Mason Company's uh, getting ready to put a huge building up in Chippewa Falls. So another uh, a local company expanding. A local company expanding. And boy, Mason Companies is all over the place as far as asking, you know, trying to get people hired and all of that. They're they're constantly hiring at Mason Companies. Speaking of Chippewa Falls, the Northern Wisconsin State Fair ended over the weekend. Rusty Volk says it may have been the highest attendance in 14 years. The highest attendance in 14 years. Wow. Now, they don't have the official attendance numbers yet, but in his 14 years, anecdotally looked like the most. And if it's not officially the most, it's going to be pretty high. This is good to see. Now, we just talked about the spacing issues for the county, for the uh, Eau Claire City Council meetings. But still, this is good to see. Not every event returning has had large attendance. Perhaps as we move through July now, that changes as people get more comfortable with getting out in public. Let's be honest, there, there tends to be a lean in terms of those who support going to fairs to be more conservative. And I think that explains a little bit of the attendance here, but you're seeing things with more of a liberal lean doing well too. So I don't think it's a matter of, well, them rednecks who like the fair go, uh, are the ones who went to the fair. I don't. I think that's a wrong way of looking at it. I heard somebody say that earlier. I don't think that's the right way of looking at them. I'm sure there was an awful lot of blue votes that were at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair as well. And uh, the same thing goes for the various music festivals. We never did get 
from the, the Kadat Music Festival a couple weeks ago, any story on the attendance. Uh, anecdotally, I heard from people it was average. Anecdotally, I heard from people it was average attendance there, which is okay. It wasn't bad. It was not, oh my God, you couldn't move attendance. I drove the Wisconsin State Fair with the, with the crowds there and you know, and, and, I, and I keep going back to this. You see the emergence in some areas, the surge in cases in coronavirus, which is frustrating. And it's kind of predictable in that it's people that are not vaccinated. The people that aren't vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, it's coming to get you. It has not hit our area yet. It hasn't hit the, the Chippewa Valley yet. I think the latest thing we heard from Lisa Gizzi and Angela Weidman was we don't have any Delta variant cases in our region yet. But it just gives me a little bit of pause in the back of my head as to where we're doing all these things. And I think we should be doing all of these things. Humans are a social species and lockdowns, the way they were done the last time, are not feasible. Lockdowns with no discernible end date are not possible. But I do hope everybody gets in the back of their head. Maybe I will have to throw a mask back on come the fall. Maybe that'll be the right thing to do. Maybe it will be. I'm not saying I'm going to throw a mask on. I'm just saying it's something that everybody should be considering again. But right now in the middle of the summer, or even when we're having a cool stretch in the summer, you don't want to be outside wearing a mask. That's just natural. Just naturally you don't want to be wearing a mask. I'm not saying you shouldn't be. I'm not saying I'm not I'm just saying you don't want to. You know, our area has gotten kind of lucky as far as these these TV shows and having rooting interests. A lot of times when you have these competition shows on TV, it's it's never anybody that's in your region you end up pulling for what we had Chris Cruzy and again. You know, an hour and a half to the north of Eau Claire. So that's a pretty liberal idea of what local is, though to Chris Cruzy's credit, pretty much he's become the the voice the, the singing voice of the Chippewa Valley. So I remember saying a couple of years ago, boy, if he was just another twenty minutes to the north, he would have been in the Duluth TV market. And the Duluth stations would have been the ones talking to him all the time. Instead, he was down here, and the EAU got to talk about that. Regardless, this Madeline Bailey's on America's Got Talent. She's out of Boyceville. And has put some, some, some things together, and no doubt she's applied for all the other types of singing shows as well. Well, she got on America's Got Talent. I think she's advanced on to another round. Uh, one at least one of her songs is singing about bullying online, the bullying she's received, and she's received lots of unsolicited comments on her appearance and her looks, and has turned it into her work. And I, I'll be frank, I, I saw that story first come out that she's she's done this, she's she's kind of taken all that she's been told and put it into her work, which is what a lot of artists rightfully do. And I immediately wanted to click like, well. well well, what does she look like? What does she sound like? Does she does she, does she sound weird or anything like that? You look and she's a lovely young lady, lovely young lady with a good singing voice. So I, I sit there and I scratch my head and I go, 
who the heck is making fun of her? Now, I'm not saying P, I'm not saying she made it up. No, I'm not. No, I'm sure she has. There's a lot of haters out there, a lot of people that are jealous of anybody that does anything. But wow, that's somebody with, with talent right there. And why does it? This is something too. Now, if you don't like what somebody's doing or somebody is saying, sometimes just take a you know take a, sit this one out, sit this one out. I think we have that huge problem on the two TV stations message boards. People don't sit one out. Well, I want to be heard, and and you, you read another comment that you don't agree with, and you and you think everybody now is going to be led astray by by that comment. So now you want to fight that comment? No, just, just sit this one out, sit it out. You sit it out, and what would possession? And I know a lot of you have done it too. You make fun of somebody online. You don't like them. You don't do this. You don't do that. I get made fun of online. There's some guy out there that it's his life's work. I find it hilarious at this point. I, I, I find it funny because I'll get the stuff sent to me every about six, seven months. But there's another. There's a guy in this town that does parody videos of me and the cadence of my voice and all that it makes fun of our sponsors, makes fun of the businesses in our community. So he, I know he's got a fledgling, fledgling operation too. Well, he's not going to ever get any money from places if he's making fun of them. But what possesses people to write not write nasty things to somebody like a, a, a Madeline Bailey who is talented? If you're if you don't think she's any good. You don't think she's good looking. You don't think she's a good singer. All that. Then just don't follow her. That's that's the that's the that's the biggest thing you can do to to hurt somebody like that is you don't follow them. You don't like anything that they post on Instagram. You don't click. You don't you don't smash that subscribe button on YouTube. That's how you can when you go to a restaurant. If you don't like the restaurant, you've gone there once. It sucked. You went again. It sucked again. Instead of writing a nasty letter, just don't go back. That's how you can hurt these people. If you don't really like them, that. You don't have to write comments. Oh, yeah, she looks like you. I don't know. I, I, again, I, 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 I don't know what I was expecting, but when I took a, a look online, I thought I was going to see somebody with like a unique facial characteristic if you will, or she has a, a, like that, like that, the, the, the British lady from 10, 15 years ago, where maybe she was going to look a little homely and maybe her speaking voice was a little odd, but then she, all of a sudden she starts to sing and oh my goodness gracious, the voice of an angel. That's what I expected. No, she's a lovely looking young lady with a good voice who sings. And boy, I'll tell you right now, it's 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 a problem for for a long time now. Online bullying, crop dusting, as I call it. You throw out some naughty comments, and then you can leave.
see what else we can get here before the end of the end of the show here. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do this one right here at the end of the show. Uh, getting back to you, Dub. No, we'll wait. We'll wait for that. Uh, I don't want to try to squeeze any of these things in. Nah, I think we'll I think we'll save these for Thursday. I want to give these time and we'll see what else comes up. City Council is gonna make a decision on the high bridge. We'll probably be discussing that on Thursday. Uh, it's going to be expensive one way or the other. Uh, remember those structural issues that they had with the high bridge. It'll be interesting to see what they decide. Uh, for people like myself who've never, I really have, I've never been to the high bridge. I, I've been, in, I've been in the area for six years, back in the area for six years, in the area off and on for 15 years. Never been to the high bridge. Never been, have no interest in going to the high bridge whatsoever but it falls the high bridge falls into that category of i know i have zero interest in the high bridge but i know an awful lot of you do so i support what a lot of people want and that is to save the high bridge naturally people in my position typically i don't use it i don't want to spend money on it i, I support uh making sure that high bridge does not uh, become a dilapidated eyesore that that's the thing you avoid by spending money on it, because it'd be very easy to keep kicking the can down the road now, and next thing you know, the, it, it becomes closed off, and it's dilapidated, and it's like any other decommissioned railroad bridge that there is out there. But we'll discuss that and more on Thursday. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Monosano, saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it, and until next time, so long, everybody.